0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: You're listening
0: to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: We're back for hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. All the latest news and notes in the NFL. We'll also touch on some Major League Baseball as we're back here for the second hour of the program. Fantasy Sports Today, hour two starts now.
2: sports today
0: Toward the end zone It is caught. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl
2: Fires up the middle Pass is caught by Owens Owens made the catch Oh Pass is caught
1: And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia with you. Sean Guastamacchia producing our show. Follow us on Twitter at Craig Mish at Joe pizapia 17. A little bit later in the show, we'll get into some baseball news and notes. Of course, a lot going on. College basketball underway, the NBA, the NHL. It's a great time uh, to watch sports. College football, believe it or not, less than a month away from being over. Wow. Can't believe uh, that, that this has gone by. It goes by so fast every single year. It's one of my favorite sports to watch. And with college sports going away soon, Joe, there is an opportunity for people who are out there today. And look, this is not us doing an ad or selling for any company. And they, they, listen, by the way, if, if they want to have us uh, sell for this company, I'm happy to do it. But uh, Disney Plus is uh, is often running here today. And this is being talked about very heavily on social media. As we talked about earlier in the show, it's a subscription based streaming option, just like Netflix, just like Hulu, just like Amazon Prime except for it gives you the entire Disney library, which was basically stripped, more or less, I believe, from almost all of the other streaming providers, which makes sense. It's their company. They have the right to do it. Uh, it is $70, I believe, for the year. You can do a one-week trial and just binge the bleep out of it for $6.99 if that's what you chose to do. You and I have discussed this previously that the uh, Mandalorian, for people who are unfamiliar with this, it does come off like a... Uh, they didn't call it Boba Fett, but it kind of feels like it's a Boba Fett series, sort of, kind of, I guess. I mean, I haven't seen it. And I don't know. Well, a lot it's even batteries, it. half man, half Delorean, which is weird. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so the gigawatts are involved. Okay. But yeah, so My, I, what are you doing? So I, I think for me, this is going to be a no-brainer subscription. I, I, I and and I know that people have to kind of come to terms with paying for TV, and that's where the dynamic is. Is that because look, seventy dollars over the course of the years is, is, I mean, it's not a lot for most people, and, and for me, of course, as well. But there is that, Okay, should I really be paying to see movies that I've seen so many times and it comes down to, is there enough new content, Joe, to be able to pull the trigger on it? Can you have a second Netflix, essentially, with all Disney content? Well, uh, six it's being bucks talked a month. about a lot today. So
0: that's the six bucks a month. That's that's what you're looking at. And I would I always say this: like, is something worth keeping? Like I have WWE network, which is nine bucks a month, but we watch all the pay-per-views and all the stuff, and it's got a backlog of every single wrestling from every single every pay-per-view, every Raw, every every NWA, WCW, it's all on there. It's amazing. It's super fun if you're a wrestling nerd like me. So I keep it. Eventually someday I won't. But for now, especially if you just like WrestleMania, and WrestleMania costs you 70 bucks. So you're already like there. So like what the hell? This is only six bucks. I'm looking at some of the things that are on here and I'm growing more intrigued by the moment. Uh, Cosmos is on there, which I'm a big fan of. I don't yeah, know what that big, is. Sorry. Uh, it was the Neil deGrasse Tyson series about the universe and how it works. It is spectacular. Uh, I don't know how much you are, You like educational type things like this. It's incredibly well done. Seth MacFarlane actually produced it. The Seth MacFarlane, of family guy fame. Mm-hmm. It's, it's brilliant. It's fascinating. You'll learn a lot. It's very entertaining. I highly recommend it. So I guess they've got new seasons of that. And I didn't even know there was more than one season. So that's very exciting. So I guess there's new production there. Uh, Obviously the Marvel films, big fan, but I were, I like to own the physical copy of certain movies and I own a lot of physical copies of those. So that's like less of a draw for me. I own star Wars. So I don't get that. I'm with you. It's about the new programming. Mandalorian's interesting. I'll give them that. I do like having all of the Pixar movies on there too. I'm a big fan of the Pixar stuff, right? Um, I'm trying to look and see what are the new things beside the other Marvel series I was talking about that interest you. I know on the back end, though, they're going to have Friends and The Simpsons on there. Now, I'm a big Simpsons fan, too. So having all of those, that's fun. But I also have them all on demand on Comcast. But yeah, I don't know if that's, that's going to go away. So I don't get what the
1: Well, I mean, I, I guess that at least for me, it's the Mandalorian series. Right. I really want to watch it. But the question is, is, could I pay $6.99, watch it, and then stop? And it would be it would have cost me seven bucks, basically. Well, that's the hard that's that's how they get you. So because you can't do it monthly. So you have to pay it up front.
0: That's it. So really, you have to justify. Would I uh, would I would I have gone to the movies to see this? Because it would have cost you a hundred bucks this, to go to the movies with your kids to see it. All right. I probably would have. Yeah. I so, like, would've. you know, 20 bucks a ticket or whatever, but I get popcorn. It's a $70 night if you go into the movies. So if you're going to go to the movies to see The Mandalorian, it probably is worth it. And then you just have it all year. But you, we have to promise me something if you get this. Will you sit down with the kids when football season's over and watch at least Guardians of the Galaxy and, and see if they like it? Because I'm hard pressed for anybody who doesn't enjoy that movie. And if they like it, you need to do the Marvel Universe. It's it's really good. I'm telling you, not every film is great, but I can at least give you the, you know, I well, can avoid this one or this one or whatever. But it's very entertaining. Will you do
1: it, Craig? I can't promise that that I'm going to go through all of those because I, you I try Guardians of the Galaxy at least. What's the first one to watch?
0: Well, if you're doing like in the Mart, like in the well, timeline I, well, order, I don't, well, how would you do it if you never saw it? Well, I did it like this with the kids. This is how I did it. I showed them Guardians of the Galaxy because it is super fun and very charming and great action, great story, great everything. Very, very highly entertaining, especially with the kids. They loved it. Once I knew they loved that, I knew they were hooked and they would watch the other ones. And then you go back and there's a timeline and you start with Iron Man and then you can go through to Captain Marvel, and there's actually someone laid out there. I could send you it. There's a Marvel Universe order because at the end of every movie, there's like a little Easter egg at the end that teases either another character or another movement forward gotcha. in the okay. saga. So when you watch them in the Marvel order, it's very cool because you see, oh my gosh, that's this character's going to introduce, or this character's coming, or this is happening. Uh, the third Thor movie is super entertaining and hilarious. Both Guardians movies are great. Um, the Captain America movies, especially Winter Soldier, and especially Civil War are absolutely fantastic. You will love that. I'm telling you right now, it's not goofy superhero stuff. Ant-Man, surprisingly entertaining, those two movies. Twelve. So like I said, if you get them into Guardians, I feel like that's the gateway drug where you go, okay, I like this. It's a lot of tongue in cheek, a lot of dark humor, a lot of snarkiness. And I feel like when I think snarky humor, I think Craig Mish, I feel like it's right up your alley. All
1: right, well, look, I'll give one of them a shot and we'll see. My, my son is too young for this stuff. Well, he's I, the same
0: I, age as my daughter.
1: She likes it. I know, but he's mom. not into the he doesn't like he doesn't like um violence as much as my daughter. <laughs> he just doesn't. Like he 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 get he feels like, oh no, I don't want that to happen and just doesn't want to watch and then stops. Like he just doesn't he doesn't like the bad drama. I don't know. It's just Well, not his thing. Guardians, like I said, he's Guardians not scared. He watching he watches movies, but he just when things go sour, he starts he starts to freak out a little bit. He well says, try oh, Guardians like because it. it's kind of like I said, it's kind
0: of more on the fun side of things. So the very beginning of the movie's a little tough. But, you know, only because something sad happens. But I mean, that's life. But if you can get yeah, past yeah. that moment, it's very funny and amusing and charming okay. and the music's good. What else is on here, too, that you have your eye on besides Mandalorian? I didn't realize you were such a huge Star Wars guy.
1: Yeah, I've, I've always saw them when they've debuted. Yeah, I've always seen them either the night before or the first night. So, I mean, I think that I'll probably go see the latest Star Wars the first night or the night before. But it's just for me having the access to all of those movies. I just. I'll probably take the plunge I would guess but Mandalorian will be the one that I, I look the previews for that look fantastic and people are talking yeah. about it today. people are talking about it today already Joe that they've seen the first episode and they're freaking out how good it is so I'm sure it is because it's a very I, I don't know how you feel about this but I thought Rogue One was very good and
0: Me I too. feel like I feel like it's in the that same tone I hope so that was a great that was I better than one a lot of good. the other ones I yeah. could not agree more with you I thought Rogue One was of all the things they've redone I did not see Solo did you enjoy the Solo Solo was good not great Mm-hmm. That's what I got I haven't had one person tell me, oh, Solo was awesome. Like Not was good, not great. Yeah, it was good, not great. I'm also right. of the mind that I thought Last
1: Jedi was better than Force Awakens. I did not like it. All Force right, Man. well, we, this is a, this is a you whole know, discussion a for another yeah, time. Exactly. Okay, time. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up next, back to more fantasy <laughs> football. Don't go away.
0: DailyRoto.com.
2: Sports Today. And I like football.
1: And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. <laughs> All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. Boy, did we go off the rails on this show today. Uh, But it is a Tuesday. And look, we're getting toward the holidays. A lot of people have some holiday choices. Uh, Black Friday is coming up. A lot to get to here. And we'll have some fun with it. As we talked about earlier in the show, we'll remind you throughout now up until Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll we'll be live over on Zumo TV and Sports Grid on Thanksgiving Day. But Joe and I will be off for Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. And then we'll return On the Monday, I believe the uh, first Monday in December, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, All right. So the locket injury we discussed briefly and we on this show as we're doing it, we're still kind of waiting for something definitive. We may not get that, unfortunately, because the Seahawks are on a bye week. So what purpose would it serve Seattle to say anything at this point? There really isn't. So we'll just have to kind of wait on that. I would suppose if you have him, I would be prepared to not have him two weeks from now when they come back from after the bye. Uh, other injuries, Joe, to get to, one of the critical ones, it doesn't look like Matthew Stafford's going to play this week. It, it just doesn't seem to be trending in that direction because once they ended that streak, Joe, and I know a few weeks ago, remember, he was questionable that he ended up playing, I, I think the Lions are done. And, uh, you know, maybe they get him back for Thanksgiving in a few weeks. I don't know. Driscoll was capable, uh, but, but he, did, he did actually perform well with those wide receivers, better than I thought with Jones and Galladay but their running back situation is so poor. So let's start off with Stafford here. I, I know it's a downgrade for all those guys. It has to be viewed that way. But if you downgraded those guys too far going into the game on Sunday, that was a mistake because Driscoll was good enough. Yeah, Jones was okay in that game. Galladay had the
0: touchdown. Now, granted, it was one big catch for the touchdown, but hey, it is what it is. It was also a road game where the guy didn't take a lot of snaps yeah. during the week, necessarily, with the ones, you know, carrying to get, get Stafford going, what's going on? So Driscoll actually put up 17 and a half fantasy points. So fun fact, <laughs> like that's kind of a... I know shocking to a lot of people, but there it is. And that's not with like a six-point touchdown scoring. So, look, Driscoll is is certainly a downgrade, if, especially because you're downgrading from Stafford, who is at the very top in terms of yards per game. So, right off the bat, and the worst thing you can do is always when you have a quarterback, you're throwing out there to the Wolves, not have a running game to support him, and they don't. They don't have that. That's a problem. That's going to bite them as well because everybody's hurt there in the running back. So, J.D. McKissick's kind of the last man standing there. But uh, I would definitely think when you're looking at this, this game's against Dallas. Dallas, we all know, it's it got some holes there, potentially. Um, so if you're desperate for a quarterback in a two-quarterback league, I don't think it's the worst thing. In terms of not starting Galde and Jones, I don't know, man. You'd have to have some really good options. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. Would you start Cortland Sutton with Brandon Allen, or would you start Marvin Jones with Driscoll?
1: Oh, man, it's oh, a good one. Um, I feel like that would have to be the matchup. Was- i got to look at the matchup. You have The matchup um, no? the,
0: the match this week, I will pull it up here for a second. I don't know why it just went out of my head there. I can't remember who they're playing. Uh, but anyway, I think that's the kind of guys you're looking at. And to speak back to the Lockett thing, I know he's on a bye. You need to prepare like he ain't playing. Because whenever you hear severe, wherever you hear hospital, all that stuff, I don't know, man. None of that stuff sounds really good to me. I'd be very, very concerned if I, if I were you about Tyler Lockett. So you may need to make some plans. I don't want to say overreact and trade your whole oh, team yeah. away. But yeah, at the same time, they're playing out. at Minnesota. That's where the Broncos are.
1: Yeah, I would play the other guy. I'd play uh, I'd play Marvin Jones. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way that I would go. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, according to Coach Frank Reich, will start if he practices Wednesday. Uh, let me give you a hint. He's going to practice Wednesday. <laughs> 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 the, the Colts can't lose again, Joe. Like, that's Spoiler. it. Spoiler. Like, right? Yeah. I mean, he's going to play, right? No way. Uh, I mean, unless the season's over, if he doesn't. Yeah, he has to.
0: That's unfortunate, man. They've been threading the needle. They really have been, and now you know it's just they're out. They're out of thread. <laughs> they're just out. This is it now. Like yeah, they're at home against the Jaguars. They're this not. Week. I don't care. They are not beating Jacksonville with Hoyer. It's not. I happening. don't think they're beating Jacksonville necessarily either. With uh, with with percent, I'm I'm a little concerned there too. Because look, Fournette's going to be fresh off the bye. The question is, what do you get with Foles? I think that's that's the million dollar question. If Foles comes out there and lays an egg, which is not impossible, no. I wonder what that does. Like, let, let's let's live in a world where Foles throws for under two hundred yards and throws two picks and they lose this football game on the road to the Colts. Do
1: you go back to Minshew? They may, they may, not impossible.
2: I think it depends on to. what. It,
1: well, I don't know. Minshew was really bad too. It depends on what it looks like. I mean, that's it's. Well, I just gave you the line. I gave you that line. Yeah, but the the one ninety two tipped up in the air. What did they look like? You know, I mean, that's. I mean, I mean, he made two picks that he just blatantly threw to the other side. Yeah, I think Minshew gets another look. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, man, if I,
0: I'm not rooting against Nick Foles, I'm still just rooting for Gardner Minshew because we got money on it, Craig. I mean, come on, you, you got it. <laughs> no, we're done. Let's we're go done. back No, Come up. on. Let's not.
1: <laughs> ah. But let's 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 double down on the Raiders is my opinion. I don't know Brian Hill, according to Coach Dan Quinn, says he's confident that he'll be the lead back. If uh, uh, Freeman is sidelined. it looks like Freeman's going to miss a couple of weeks here. Atlanta is also going to be without Hooper, I think, just from a volume standpoint. Hill uh, becomes the number one waiver pickup in what weeks, months? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at this point, a starting running back in the NFL with no competition that has showed a little bit of oomph. I, I, I mean, it's a if you saved your money and you saved your spot, this is the all-in spot, right? This is it. No. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean. Why not? And it's not that Devontae Freeman, if he comes back healthy, is
0: useless either, because there was always enough in this offense for two running backs. And and De- Devontae Freeman's best times came when he was with Tevin Coleman. Let's not forget that. So although Freeman is probably a shell of what he was, and uh, although this year he's been good from a PPR standpoint, he's had a lot of catches, had a lot of receiving yards, not so much on the rushing side. No. There's no reason to think Brian Hill can't be a flex play the rest of the season here going forward. They're coming off a win. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't know how long that's going to last. They go and they travel to Carolina this week, so not the easiest matchup in the world. But I would say this. I'm frustrated that I couldn't get Hill last week. I wanted to pick him up, but I had a defense on the bye, uh, and I was just like, oh, I really want to pick up Hill. I really want to pick up Hill. I just can't do it because I don't have the roster space in the one league I needed him. And now I'm kicking myself because now I'm sure I'm going to have to pay for him, and I have a lot less fab than everybody else. So that is a that's a tough sell right there. Your, but your, I, co-host,
1: your co-host told you to do it. You didn't listen. I,
0: I did listen. I couldn't, do it. couldn't I, do it. I mean, I could either take a zero or i could nah, pick I up hill yeah. i can't take a zero. and, and because by what the does way my co-host always tell me he tells me the same thing Win this week don't look no, ahead. you got to do win it. this well week. yeah especially
1: oh. in a league where you're not 9 at 1 i mean i had two craig Mishers on my shoulders
0: one yelling at me go pick up hill and the other one yelling I, I'm, at me, a go the I'm a flip flopper i'm a flip
1: flopper um <laughs> yeah somebody in the marlins league actually i told to pick him up and he did and was very very happy and was like how did you know i'm like how did i know Devontae freeman got hurt i didn't know that but i just don't think Devontae freeman's good but i told him also you got to slow your roll a little bit Because here are the matchups (laughs) for Brian Hill. You ready? At Carolina, Tampa Bay, Saints again, Panthers again, 49ers. Jaguars. (laughs) jaguars <laughs> i can't yet. wait to see what the second version of
0: that that falcon saints game is when they go to atlanta like do you I, think the Saints I, I, are gonna go out and put 40
1: on <laughs> yeah, yeah. them? yeah i do
0: i do too i have that sneaking feeling like they're gonna go out there it's gonna be like 48 to 13 or something. and it's finally like
1: from an injury perspective let's touch on david johnson once more i would go grab Edmonds off the wire again if somebody cut him no question about that especially if they have an ir spot for a guy that's hurt i'm absolutely going back on him Drake is a tradable player, a trade four player, I would say, at this time. As much as I was out on Gurley weeks and weeks ago, I would be way more out on David Johnson. I don't think that we see anything close to what he has been. Wouldn't shock me to see him inactive. Yeah, I'd rather have Barkley. Yeah, I'd rather have 25 other running backs than I would have the David Johnson. Joe, I watched this game very closely because I had Arizona in this one. It was stunning. To me, to see David Johnson run the ball, it was basically him walking to the left side and falling down. I I don't even know how they possibly thought that he could even play in that game. He has got to sit out for a long period of time, longer than he has. I think he's finished. I can only guess that he was all right, and then the back
0: seized up on him. And you and I both know the back seizes up on you. You know, maybe maybe he was good in warmups, and then maybe he went out there for a play, and it seized up, and they tried to play through it because he's a tough guy. And then, you know, that's it. But, you know, when you go back and you look at the career so far, of David Johnson, let's say the season ended today for him. Let's say they were like, you know, oh, we can't run this guy out here anymore. He has the brilliant season in 2016 where he had, you know, 1,200 rushing yards and he had an 879 receiving yards. A brilliant, one of the great fantasy seasons where he had 16 touchdowns, he was 20 total. Then he had a 2018 year where he had 940 rushing yards, 446 receiving yards, certainly a good year, 10 touchdowns for him total. Outside of that, you've got 2015 where he only started five games. You have 2017 where he played one game and got hurt in the first game. I had him. And then you have this year where he's going to have an incomplete again, which is eight games. So we're in a spot here where he's going to be 29. So he is, you know, not young on the running back scale necessarily. And maybe he can catch on if he's healthy. Maybe the, I don't know, but some of the injuries are freaky. You know, you break a wrist like, eh, what are you going to do? You know, but a back injury, that's one where it's really concerning. A keeper dynasty leagues. This is a real bad setup.
1: Yep. All right. uh, Who would you rather have the rest of the season in fantasy? Joe and I will touch on that topic with a couple of players at each position next.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
1: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. A little game of either or here on this Tuesday. Got to make some fantasy decisions this week. And certainly it's really time to start cutting some dead weight on your roster. And I'm going to be doing that in a couple leagues because what's the time to wait for at this point? There's only a few weeks left in the regular season of fantasy football. And so some decisions clearly have to be made. There's some positive, there's some negative players who are playing really well that you have to make a decision on. And there are also some players that you could probably consider cutting or benching, especially in 12-team leagues, Joe. So that's kind of how we start off with this. And there are some key quarterback decisions to make as well. Yeah, absolutely. Would you rather the rest of the
2: season's
0: a fun little game, but we can also give you a little analysis in the meantime. So I'll kick things off here and let's kick off with a couple quarterbacks here. Jared Goff coming off uh, not the greatest game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who gave him all the credit. Steelers defense playing really well the last month or so. Or Baker Mayfield. Is he starting to pull himself out into relevance again? So this is obviously low-end QB1 territory, very low-end. Uh, Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield, rest of the season? I think I know which one you're going to go with, but I'm kind of oh, curious to see if you want to throw know. your...
1: I know the gambler in you is kind of itching. It's very to tough. It's very oh, tough. <laughs> you know what? I will say even with the news yesterday that the Rams are going to be without two more offensive linemen. And I think the Rams have one of the worst offensive lines playing right now in football. I still think there is enough for me to say that with seven games left for Jared Goff, that two or three will be magical games. Like, I I still think 20 percent of those games are going to help you in fantasy I don't think that there are anything left with Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I just I don't see it, Joe. Like, I I see them now at this point saying, okay, uh, you know, we just got to we got to just redo what we're doing here. They're handing the ball off to Nick Chubb in like every possible situation. And now they got another running back back. (laughs) And if that continues, I think that that's it. So I'm going to say I'd rather have Goff. It's not by a lot, but Goff will have home games. Can I know, can I tempt you with games. the schedule
0: for the Browns? Okay, the Steelers this week. Okay, they got two games left against the Steelers. Steelers so defense playing great. They are. They're playing great. The non-Steeler games, you ready for this? Dolphins, Bengals, Cardinals. Can I tempt you? Yeah, it seems it seems favorable, but I even I still don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't either. I don't either. I'm I'm gonna take Goff. It might be less sexy, but I, I also agree with you that Kareem Hunt now and Chubb together and you know, this setup of the two running backs there, it might be more productive for them, but I don't know if it's going to be better for a fantasy perspective for Mayfield. All right, Josh Allen or Carson Wentz, rest of the season, who would you rather? Josh Allen's kind of, he's kind of profiling like Cam Newton. I, 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 he's rushing for touchdowns. He's got the big arm. He runs around a little bit. He's not the most accurate guy all the time, but he's, he's basically kind of stepped in the void of what Cam Newton was as a fantasy quarterback. And then you got Carson Wentz, who's more of the, Traditional pocket passer ever since the injury hasn't run around nearly as much as he used to. And uh, whether or not you believe here in the passing attack of the Eagles. So Josh Allen or Carson Wentz, rest of the season.
1: Yeah, for, for Allen to start in fantasy, he almost has to rush for a touchdown. I know that happens virtually every other game. But <laughs> True. I, I think that for me, I would still go with Wentz because I think he's going to throw a lot more passes. He's got a tough matchup this week. And then, uh, and look, Seattle played much better defensively. So maybe that turns them around. I don't know. But, you know, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, a lot of easy games coming up for Wentz. And I think Philly is going to get themselves back into the playoff picture, if not make the playoffs. So uh, I just don't think that there's enough passing in Josh Allen's game for me to take him over Wentz. But certainly with the amount of rushing touchdowns that he gets, if he gets them every other game, then that would put him ahead. But I'll take Wentz here in this spot. I don't think it's particularly close for me.
0: I'll go the other side. I'll take Josh Allen. I just feel like he's, uh, like I said, the, the rushing and the fans, I, I feel like Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, but the better fantasy quarterback, I think is Josh Allen because of his legs, because of what he's doing there, scoring the touchdowns and also rushing around a little bit. Uh, all right, let's go to some running backs here. Rest of the season, touchdown dependent Todd Gurley or potential higher workload, Joe Mixon rest of season. Who would you rather?
1: Yeah, because of the injury history to Gurley and the possibility of of one hit to the knee and he's done again, I'll definitely take Mixon in this spot. Um, Wow. I'm surprised you were as quick with that trigger. Yeah, I did not think you'd be that quick. It's easy for me. Gurley had a 22 yard run last week and that was it. They're just not giving him more than 12 or 13 carries in a game. He doesn't catch the ball at all. He had
0: 17, I think, this past one. And then he didn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter. And they lost. Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: not doing it. I'm not. I'm not going down the road again. I'm not. I'm not going to keep making the same mistake and think that eventually this is going to turn. I just don't. That's think it called will. insanity, right? Uh, Mixon's <laughs> got a game I know for sure against the Dolphins. So that one game alone to me means that he's getting 25 carries and probably a touchdown. I'm definitely taking Mixon here. It's not close. All
0: right, I'm going to take Mixon too. I'm was surprised, but I'll, I'll take with the workload with Mixon. Okay, two guys coming off better games, but both big fumbles. So. Ronald Jones, who had a really good game, especially in the passing game. All of a sudden, he's catching balls out of the backfield like nobody's business. Had the touchdown. What had another touchdown, but he fumbled. And unfortunately, he gave that uh, situation up to Peyton Barber late in the game. And then you got Damian Williams. Also good offense. Lots of opportunity, but a big fumble for him in this game, too. So Ronald Jones or Damian Williams rest of season. Who would you rather?
1: Yeah, the game plan was really good. With uh, Winston, they basically what they did was they uh, allowed like jailbreaks on defense of Arizona to run in, and then they kept dumping the ball off to Ronald Jones. But unfortunately for Tampa, what happens is teams see the film on that, and that ends usually after one game. It's like a game plan thing. You go in thinking you're going to do it. It worked about three or four times. Then all of a sudden Arizona figured it out, and it stopped. Uh, The other thing with, uh, with Damian Williams is with McCoy being inactive and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey on the team, there's a lot of opportunities in the end zone to get pass interference to get the ball on the one. And that is Damian Williams. So I'm going to take Damian Williams here. Jones has surprised me. He's been better than I thought that he would. He's probably going to go into the season based on the way that he's playing as an RB2 next year, which is a lot better than I thought he ever would be. In fact, in that rookie class, he's moving ahead of Freeman. He's moving ahead of Penny. Penny. But not ahead of Damian. Penny, Watt. so I'll take ha, Penny. Penny, Penny, all
0: Penny truthers yeah. now. Where is that at? Uh, by the way, Chris Carson with that fumble in that game too. That <laughs> yeah. did, did you have a panic yeah. moment that way? I went, oh no, please no,
1: please. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried at all about Carson.
0: I'm not either. But you didn't just Penny fumble? Put the ball. In the didn't grass? Penny fumble? Yeah, but uh, no, but Carson fumbled in that game. I'm talking about the Carson fumble.
1: Now right, was but didn't about. Penny fumble yesterday?
0: Yeah, I think he did too. Didn't he? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. I'll, actually, for the record, I will also take. Uh, Actually, you know what? Nah, I'm going to take Ronald Jones. I'm going to go be the Ronald Jones truther. I just, I hate Damian Williams. I'm going to stay on brand with that one. Okay. Okay. Kenyon Drake or Kareem Hunt rest of season. Both guys all of a sudden are in situations and technically both with new teams last week. And now the question is who's going to be relevant rest of season more so rest of season Kareem
1: Hunt or Kenyon Drake. Who'd you rather? Definitely a format question. Non PPR Drake PPR Hunt. Simple. That's fair. That's it. I will second that emotion. I think you did. And
0: look, Kareem Hunt out of the gate, if he's going to catch six, seven balls every week, that's a a lock right there, man. That's a double-digit player in your flex every single week. That's minimum. That's without the touchdown. Just have him catch six balls for 40, my gosh, how is that not a thing? And we all know Kareem Hunt has big playability. So I guess here's another question, too. Will Kareem Hunt be a guy next year that will find a – I don't know what is his contract situation. What's this? I think it's a one-year deal. I'm almost positive. I I
1: would, I would grab him in a keeper league. Yeah, I I I would say that he's going to get an opportunity somewhere, and that needs a running back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I
0: mean, it's 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 a tough one there. I'll I'll look that up when I go for the next one here. Christian Kirk coming off a huge game, or Jamison Crowder, who's been very steady when Sam Darnold's under center. So, who would you rather rest a season? Let's just call it PPR. uh, Christian Kirk or Jamison Crowder.
1: I think we've we're seeing what's gonna be with Kirk. I think Kirk is now gonna emerge into a wide receiver one in the NFL. He's got that combo with Murray. I could see him being a second round pick in fantasy football next year. I think a monster second half is coming from him. I'm going with Kirk. I will take Crowder. I will I, I just I it was so great to see the three touchdowns. I
0: have a lot of Christian Kirk shares, but I just feel like Crowder's been so steady with Darnold, even in the losses. There's been some good games there. Uh, just for the record also. Next year, he's a restricted free agent for Kareem Hunt. So that's where he's at. And I can't imagine the Browns want to, you know, go crazy cap wise with him when you have Nick Chubb. It just doesn't seem to make much sense. Especially when you have to pay Baker yeah. Mayfield eventually too. But although depending on what happens with Odell too, I mean, God knows that the Browns offseason between coaching changes and everything else is going to be wacky to say the least. All right, let's do another one here. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe it's come to this. Is it depressing? I'm just warning everybody out there that you're gonna be depressed by this next one. Juju Smith Schuster, who has been absolute <laughs> disappointment, or yeah. Devontae Freaking Parker, who all of a sudden has been very steady the last month. He's been a double digit lock. Who would you rather rest the season?
1: Come to the dark side. It's of tough. The it's tough. I'll I'll take Juju, but it's you know, because Juju can catch the ball and run fifty yards and win you a league, and I wanna have that on my team. It it depends on the rest He's of the He's also my not roster. healthy. Throw that he, in there, too. Juju's not healthy. Juju's not healthy. He's playing through a ton of injuries right is now. He? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll still take Juju,
0: but I will, sad, too. It's sad it's that we're down this road. Is that not the most depressing thing you're going to see all day? So you're welcome, everybody. I've just I've just ruined your day. All right. Let's see if we can make it better on this one. Two guys who also have the touchdown dependent label, but maybe they're starting to break out of this. Darius Slayton of the Giants. Another big game there with Danny Dines or Tyrell Williams, who is pretty much the lone wide receiver, although Hunter Enfro starting to make some headway there, which we kept saying here on the show time and time again that that was going to happen eventually, and it has. So Tyrell Williams, Darius Slayton, who'd you
1: rather the rest of the season? I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that Shepard doesn't play. I mean, that's a tough well, one. Let's assume Shepard doesn't play because yeah, these discussion things tend, tend to get that. It would be that. Slayton for sure, but I do think that there's a few big Tyrell Williams games left. I'm not going to dismiss him completely. It's close. It's very. I think close. Renfro helped Tyrell Williams, to be honest with you. You know, whenever you look, have more I, guys, I, I like count- the way the Raiders are playing and
0: they're running you the do. ball
1: and they're their and their offensive lines. Fantastic. Best under
0: 500 team in football two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So last. I'll yeah. All right. Last before we hit the break here. Tight end. Noah Fant.
0: You new young up and coming guy or the old veteran who hasn't done anything really for quite some time. Greg you Olson. had a good game this last week. No, Olson. This past this pass was OK. Yeah, it was better. But look at the yeah. game log. It's not been pretty for Greg Olson. Yeah, so, No, I'm, I'm still going to go brain?
1: Olson here because I think that uh, the that Drew Locke going to play this year. I don't know when, but I, I don't think Allen's going to play as well as he did every game, and I think they're going to want to take a look at Locke. I think you'll you'll be in your fantasy playoffs looking at Locke, and that's a little scary for me. I'll, I'll take Olsen here. I mean, I Fant is the better player, the better long-term player, the better keeper player. Oh, well, sure, but, but I mean, right now,
0: it's the rest of the season's the game. You can Yeah, take no, Olsen. the rest of the season
1: is the game. All All looking, right. uh, playing in your game. I know you like to get out of my games, too, so don't say it. don't. Uh, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Olsen rest of the season. I, I will take Fant because
0: most young quarterbacks – tend to find the tight end easier. So no matter who's playing quarterback, it's Allen or if it's if it's Locke, uh, who I just don't think we're going to see this year, uh, I think Noah Fant
1: has more upside there. I'm going to go with the young kid who seems to be healthier. Okay. Coming up next, we will dive into yet a different subject here on this show, a little baseball. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com.
2: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisapia.
1: And welcome back to the show, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pisapia, we've covered quite a bit of football here on the show. We're going to shift over to a little bit of baseball. Tomorrow we'll dive back into not just football but a little college football. As, uh, as now we have the playoff standings coming out each week. It's fun to dive in and see who may get in, who may get out, and I'm uh, all pumped up at that as well. And so my co-host Joe Pizapia puts together a nice list here of rumors, of different baseball potential rumors, and I'm reading through and I'm reading through and I'm reading through, and Joe Pizapia doesn't even include any of Craig Mish's rumors. It's really sad, you know? Like, the co-host of the show doesn't even get a mention of any of the rumors that I have. So I would ask you, Joe, what gives here, man? Like, we're really we're really not even cl- including my own here. I mean, come on, man. I I don't feel comfortable putting
0: your rumors out there because they're your rumors. What do you mean? They're public. Think, I want. Yes, but I want you to be the guy that says I want to talk about this on the show. I don't know if you want to talk about it on the show. Oh, I, I, oh
1: stop it. I, I should, don't know these you, things. Got to include my rumors in here somewhere. Well,
0: why don't you take the well, give me a Craig Mish rumor. What do you mean? You could find them just as easily as these. You got it. You're doing the work. You're the first person you search. Craig, we're having a total Seinfeld argument right now. Well, maybe put the rumors out there. Look, I put them out there. I put them
1: on. I put them on Twitter. You got to throw me in there, too. I will. I, I'll. I'll and, and we, and especially with the Marlins, you can't put somebody else above me. I mean, you got to know better I, than that. That's I, a big. That's a big, huge mistake here on this. So, show. so basically, it, I it's I'll tell Here is the equivalent. Here I was like, and we here on the show, we got the best fantasy football experts. We got Jamie Eisenberg, and we got uh, Frank Stamfel and Greg Sussman. And then I stopped. You'd be like, "What? <laughs> You'd be like, what? I, what? I didn't. What? I, again? I, I, I will."
0: I, I apologize for making a show, Pa. I believe that's now what I'm going to call well, don't it. Don't let it happen again. Don't I've let made me a showpaw in the
1: morning and look through 12 rumors and not see mine here.
0: Well, um. I well, like I said, Craig, I, I don't want to speak for you. I figure I told you yesterday afternoon, hey, I threw a bunch of stuff in there. See what you like if you don't like it, or maybe if you had some no, put no, it in no. there. I'm
1: setting you up for this one here. Tonight. Yeah, but see I it. also
0: don't know this. Maybe Craig Mish likes to only put those on Twitter. Maybe Craig Mish doesn't like to talk Do about them on the radio. If you
1: take a look at the rundown, I'll highlight it for you right now. Oh, man. Just so everybody knows this, he's I real gave you the opportunity. I gave you the Where's opportunity HR? this morning. To to throw me in there, even still. <laughs> and, see and this no. on
0: there. I just saw that they were all on. I wrote there.
1: in the and for those of you who can't you see I, it on I wrote in the rundown. Joe puts together a list of rumors, doesn't even include his co-host. I know, and and
0: now you're sh- you're live shaming me for you my. You deserve show it for
1: this one. <laughs> you're live. You li- you're you're imagine highlighting- I'm, li- I'm listing off the him. top ten fantasy analysts, and highlighting fantasy, it on the show and I don't sheet. even include Joe Pisa p and the black You've book. Googled, wow, you'd be you sad. Google Doc. You Google Doc shame me. Live on the radio. It. You deserve. It. I
0: I I will. I've learned my lesson once again. I just pulled these off from a main source site. I did not pull them off of Twitter because I do have a life. So I I pulled them off a a main source site. So I'm I really want well, to go to that main sure source. That site. I go to the main. Why aren't what you,
1: what, the main source site? It was. Well, I don't
0: world. know why they didn't. I don't know I why pulled they off didn't Roto get world. Get- Where's the you, Where's the Craig Mish? Why don't they usually? Do they have the me on Road
1: to World. I, I know. know I've seen it. you
0: on there. You weren't on there, and I thought, huh, that's funny. No, Craig Mish. That's okay. Maybe Craig has some other things that he'll want to contribute. No, you, know, you got to go to my hey.
1: Twitter. Got to go to my Twitter. No, I got. I, gotta, no, I gotta Or you can go to, you go to my, my my. I don't my have enough Carlin's things to do side. all day. Twins I got two Mid-World. kids. I got twelve podcasts. I got. I'll, I got I'll tell you books. what. In my ranking next year, when we do fantasy football, I don't have time to go to the black book. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> what do, do I have time for that? I mean, come on. I just go to I go to. What uh, does Craig Mish need me? Fantasy Pros. I'll go what to
0: does Craig pros? Mish need me for to to tout his rumors? He is he is Mister Rumor. He is the guy. You go out there and you just you'd say, hey, here's the thing. I expect you to just it's your show. I'm just here when it comes to
1: the Marlins. You got to you you got to anything with the Marlins. Here's what I would say. I am giving giving you a lot of of crap. I'm I'm giving you a lot of crap and it's not real serious. But I will say this as it pertains to the Marlins. Before you type in M-A-R-L-I-N-S on any rundown, you better make sure you talk to Craig Mitch about the Marlins. Other than that. Other than in that, all
0: fairness, it wasn't a Marlins-only rumor. It, Marlins was a team listed in there. You could
1: just delete this Marlins thing <laughs> completely. It's so wow. irrelevant. So irrelevant. It's so wow. not And this is I'm going to have to
0: bring back a sponsorship from Disney Plus for the show. That's the only way I can make it up. I, I hope not, I'm here for everyone.
1: And and by the way, uh, Joe Fressaro, who's a good friend of mine, who writes for MLB.com, and there's no, I mean, we go back and forth, and and we're friends, and everything like that. I don't mean I don't believe uh there's any chance of of what he reported happening yesterday but he has been right and i've been wrong in different situations but i'm totally off on on this one but regardless of that where do you want to start here which which rumor would you like to start with here i don't know let's just start at the top now I, i'm kind of i don't know i feel like
0: i'm uh i feel like i'm in a corner here and i'm going uh, after the show hr is gonna have to come do we even have hr i don't even know if we do David, oh, Cardano. David, Katz
1: David, is a, is HR.
0: David, is a, <laughs> Poor David, David, that's way too many hats for David to wear. Poor David. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, <sighs> Mookie Betts. We'll start with <laughs> Mookie Betts. Uh, let's see. Red Sox president and CEO Sam Kennedy said the team is yet to engage in extension talks with Mookie Betts. Uh, I do not believe Mookie Betts is going to be traded. That's my opinion. I think it would be kind of a rough sell to the fan base,
0: isn't it? But I guess the question is, how do you how do you structure it all that that you don't have
1: to trade him? Like what's what what, you you go? You go to July with it and deal with it in July and see what you can get. OK, I don't think you do it now. If you're going to do it, I think you do it at the break with this particular player who plays first base for the Red Sox next year. Uh, what are the
0: options? Are we going through these? <laughs> you tell me? <laughs> like I, I Mitch Worland's a free agent. I'm
1: almost positive. Yeah. That's smoke, I could see. Okay. A little filler. You just gotta plug him off. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They have um a kid in the minors named Tristan Cassis, who they drafted a couple of years ago is gonna be their their first baseman of the future. So the Chavis can't, can't play first, can he? I would not forget. Uh, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Because there's really no possible. spot for
0: him at third, right? Because you're gonna play devers at third.
1: Yeah um second base You've, no uh,
0: I guess I mean yeah I guess that's that, the, the yeah. right side of that infield is I guess that's you're gonna see a, a lesser side of that infield a lot of guys taking shots a lot of the Red
1: Sox taking shots with guys I feel like if they're gonna keep Mookie back. yeah Sheamus plays second yeah I, I think okay. that works yeah uh Brittany Giroli of the Athletic reports that uh Howie Kendrick <laughs> is drawing interest from the Rays the Marlins and some other not, team no don't say that. Marlins no. not well. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out completely. I think the Marlins are going to uh, shoot higher than Howie Kendrick. I this one, I, I get it because he's coming off a, a fantastic postseason and World Series. But what is Howie Kendrick at this point? Let me let me tell you what he's going to be: uh, an overpaid guy that gets drafted higher in fantasy based on his postseason performance. That's exactly what he's going to be, and that's. I it. agree.
0: He might be a good waiver wire plug and play for a couple of weeks, Maybe. though. If he's on a good streak, you know, there's so many injuries in baseball. He's not a guy you draft. But he's certainly a guy that I feel like he'll be owned in leagues at some point in the season. But I don't wouldn't waste a draft pick on him. You're right. I'd rather take upside with the young guy, try to stash him. And if I have injuries, go to the waiver wire and add a guy like Kendrick because chances are he'll be on the waiver wire. He'll get dropped in April anyway yes. if someone does draft him.
1: Yes. Nice player. Good player. <laughs> but fantasy-wise, no. Uh, moving on to Bumgarner, my buddy Alex Pavlovich says that uh, they've made him a priority this offseason. Which is the right thing to say until they let him go, right? <laughs> what did the, the? Well, the the Braves have made them a priority. I mean, oh, the Braves. I apologize. I thought oh, I thought yeah. I thought it said the Giants here. The Giants are, are the Giants yeah. are not going down the old Lincecum Kane road again, where they overpay for guys because of what they've done in the past. I think Bumgarner's gone. I think. Well, in all
0: fairness, game. too, he is much better than those guys and much more durable. Oh, what? No, yeah. when they gave Kane that deal, Kane
1: was a monster. Uh, Kane was Kane coming was, off the World I mean, Series. Kane was good oh, Kane was a monster Kane he was never no hitter was
0: yeah so what a lot of guys oh, pitched no Kane hitters that weren't very good no, no give me no was, hitter as like a the standard of
1: good pitching Kane was fantastic with San Francisco and they he was very was a, good was a huge mistake to give him any deal at all
0: Kane you could argue was never even the ace of that staff so who was it Lincecum Lincecum for those years absolutely Kane was always the great number two I'll I'll fight that. We can fight that another day. But that's fun. But okay. I I thought the Braves should have acquired him at the break. I thought that this was the. I thought this. Well, lined they have up to get so somebody
1: well. now to replace. Well,
0: Cutler. there were two. There were two choices for them. They could have either go on the Zach Granke route in Atlanta, or they could have gone the Bumgarner route. They went neither, and they lost. And I feel like it it screwed them. So yeah, now. They they will, but Bumgarner really helps because this is a rotation that's had a lot of injury with Fulton Evich having injuries. You have a lot of youth there. Even though Soroku is great, still a young pitcher. Uh, you have uh, guys coming through the system like the Kyle Wrights of the world who aren't quite there yet. So to me, if you can go out there and sign Bumgarner and you didn't want to give up any of the young guys, fine. But you need a pitcher at the top of that rotation over Atlanta.
1: Yeah, they have a kid named Ian Anderson who's going to be a, a stud, I think uh, they won't give him up in any trade. Well, now they don't have to. Now they just got to spend the money. And look, 20 million dollars off the books with Donaldson. That helps unless they need Donaldson, though, which we'll get to. Uh, I uh, guess we can, well, we you can move Austin that. Riley to third base. I think you're fine. Yeah, there. that could be, too. You're fine. Uh, Jeff Passan says that the Rangers are interested in Donaldson. I know there was another report of the Nationals being interested in Donaldson because they they think that they're maybe going to lose. Brendon, uh, do you think Donaldson gets more than a one-year deal from anyone? Even though he had a great year last year, you think he gets I think a two, he'll a two-year deal. I think he'll go where he
0: gets a two-year deal, and I think Texas will give him more years than the Washington Nationals will. I love Donaldson last year in fantasy, based off the ADP and based off look, he he finished the year two years ago with the Indians healthy, and he was very good in that small stretch in September, and he cost you almost nothing, and he was very good this past year for almost nothing. Heading into this year, he's one of the more volatile guys. I just did the profile on him in the black book. So working on third base right now. And when you dig into the deeper stats, there's some deeper stat things there that aren't great. So now all of a sudden when you bounce back and you look at the overall numbers and they're good, if he goes to a ballpark like Texas, I think that will certainly help sustain him. If he goes to the Nationals, I like it a little bit less.
1: Uh, John Heyman uh, reports Didi Gregorius, maybe with the Reds. That seems to add up a little bit. I yeah. love that fit. I think yeah. this is a great fit for him. You'll
2: uh, have a
0: big year there. Yeah, look, he, he's he's a he has been a guy that I could tell you, man, when he got dealt to the Yankees, I was I was rolling my eyes like, yeah, Didi Gregorius. That's the guy. guy's going to take over for Derek Jeter, <laughs> like be the guy. But he has. I mean, he's been a very solid offensive player there. His stats were better in Yankee Stadium, but he got to figure if he goes to Cincinnati, that's certainly going to help keep those pretty high. So, I love this. I think that would be a great move for the Reds who continuously make good moves then bad moves, and I just I don't know what's going on with that organization.
1: They are perplexing to say the least. No, it doesn't make any sense these one-year deals that they, that they the Puig deal, I just it I don't I don't follow it. Uh the Marlin story that you have here is that Uh, in the quote is believed to have interest in Nick Castellanos. I can tell you there's no chance of the Marlins spending $60 million on Nick Castellanos. Uh, My story was, is that uh, there's some interest in David Peralta of Arizona. So I think that there's a chance that Miami makes a trade for either like a Peralta or Mazzara, a left-handed power corner outfielder uh, where Miami would have to give up some players Texas is another team that I think is going to make some monster moves this offseason, Joe. You know, when they move into new parks, they like to make that splash. Mm-hmm. So I would not shock me to see the Rangers in on some big uh, free agents. They got to fill that I, park, you know. I have a park.
0: question for you. Um, David Peralta, huge power out uh, a couple of years ago, thirty dingers. David Peralta is a player who's had a ton of injuries, and I like yeah. Peralta. I think he's a good yeah. hitter. Don't get me wrong; like a good hitter, probably better hitter than a power hitter. i think I'd rather have. Would you rather go trading assets if you're the
1: Marlins rather than just go throw some money at Castellanos? We're not going to spend the money. Not going to do it. They they don't have any money coming in. Can't have any money going out. No one's going to the games, and they have no uh, TV deal. Why so. are the Rangers getting a new stadium too? I thought. We're I mean, Arlington's
0: not that old. Of a ball.
1: I, I don't know, but they are, and they're not going into that stadium for it to be empty. So expect them to make significant uh moves so uh that kind of covers a lot of the baseball discussion we'll continue to go along here as the season the offseason the winter meetings go on i'll be there in uh in san diego in december we'll do some live shows from there as well you're listening to fantasy sports today here on fntsy coming up next it's time for the two minute warning don't go away
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisapia,
1: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on FNTSY. College football season is really heating up. And LSU, of course, over the weekend took out Alabama and put themselves in a position not only to play for the college football playoff, but to get to the championship, will that be the case for the Crimson Tide? Let's turn it over to Joe Zapia for this week's two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your together. Is that going to be enough time?
0: Do you want to know what spoiled looks like? take a look on Saturday night and Sunday after that Alabama game, because what was trending on Twitter, but the hashtag fire Saban, fire Saban, Nick Saban, who's created one of, if not the most dominant college football program we've ever seen in a time where it is more difficult to be competitive in college football because so many programs have so much more money. We've seen people talk about on Twitter here about, Oh, you know, this is the worst loss we've had. And I understand it was at home and I get it. Tua wasn't healthy. They still were in that game at the end. Fire Nick Saban? How dare you? Who are you going to fire him for, losers? Who are you looking at that's going to replace this guy that created the juggernaut of a program, is giving you championship after championship, and has put you in that conversation for the best football uh, anywhere? We're talking NFL and we're talking college. We're talking any football coach. Nick Saban is in the top three of that conversation. You want to fire him off of one loss. You're a bunch of spoiled brats. Some of you Alabama fans go check yourself.
1: Wow. Yeah. Strong stuff from Joe. Agreed. I mean, you got to be nuts to be pissed at all. I mean, Nick Saban could coach there for 50 more years if he want. He can coach at 100. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to our producer, Sean Guastamacchia And, of course, from my co-host, Joe Zapia. We'll be back with you guys for Waiver Wire Wednesday as we take our next look at fantasy football's weekend coming up for all the latest in the injury front and everything going on this week in fantasy football. We'll turn it over to Dr. Odo. He's coming up next with full-time fantasy for Joe Pizapia. I'm Craig Mish. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. See ya.